This is ESPN New York Tonight with Anita Marks. I'm happy to be here with you, and uh, I feel like, gentlemen, we're, we're, we're the Saturday crew, and here we are on a, on a hump day, a hump night, um, on 98.7 ESPN. We've got Harvey and Joe producing the show, so the band is together on a weeknight. How about that? Feels a little weird. Feels like it should be a Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, but it, I like it. I like it. We we've kept the tradition, Anita. Uh, I said Saturday morning last Saturday that we've uh, we're doing the show in the dark, and uh, we're doing the show again in the dark. So um, that's how we're taking it. Okay, listen, I I I love it. Um, I I like it's so funny. Pre-COVID, uh, when when we used to go into the studio. Um, I used to love it really, really dim and really, really dark. And then like, you know, many times, like I would host with Chris Canty, I would host with somebody else. They'd walk in, they'd like turn the lights on. I'd be like, what are you doing? So, like, I'm someone who like, I'll bring a candle to the studio. Like I like, so, so you're preaching to the choir here. I love it. I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like artificial light or no, I take that back. I don't like, I don't like fluorescent light. I don't, I don't. So I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I like that you guys are setting the mood. I like that you guys are setting the mood in the studio. So I love that. Uh, let's dive right into it. I'm only with you for two hours. It's two, two hours, not three. We usually have three hours on Saturday afternoon, but nonetheless. Uh, playing a little musical chairs here tonight, right? Because uh, Larry and Gordon in for Dan Grassa. So, uh, so I'm picking up where, uh, where Larry and Gordon usually um, host and so little musical chairs again I'm happy to be here with you with you for the next two hours as always phone lines are open uh, I love taking calls I love caller interaction on my shows 800-919-3776 like I said Harvey and Joe are producing they have open mics uh, let's have some fun the next two hours as much fun as we can have considering that the Mets are losing yet again to the Brewers uh, but I, I want to shelf that for a second that score right now 5-2 and um, and and I'm sure you know some frustrating calls uh, that were made in that game, and we're going to dive into that in just a second. Uh, but you've got a Yankees Athletics game that just kicked off. It's the bottom of the second. There's no score yet. Um, full disclosure: if you watch me on Daily Wager earlier today, six to seven p.m. Eastern time on uh, on ESPN two. Shameless plug, not so shameless. Uh, I like the A's in the first five. Why? New York, this Yankees team, they're 0-5, their last five road games. And actually, the A's actually have an advantage offensively tonight, pitching J.P. Sears, uh, a lefty, which the Yankees are in the bottom half of Major League Baseball against Southpaws, um, with only a 3-1-8 OBA. Now, keep in mind, J.P. Sears was with the Yankees, was traded in the Montas deal, so, um, so there's that, uh, he's got one of the lowest walk rates in baseball right now at 5%. So, uh, so JP Sears, a, a huge advantage right now in how we've seen Herman pitch as of late, he has not been great. And he's sitting right now with a 505 ERA usually pitches better at home, but got shelled the last time he pitched at home, obviously. Uh, now he's in Oakland. He's on the road. So uh, n- not sure what we can expect from him. Although, end of the second now, still no score, which is huge. Um, and one thing that we've been talking about um, at nauseum is the fact that no Aaron Judge in this lineup. And with no Aaron Judge in this lineup, the Yankees pretty much have 
no, no offense at all. <laughs> uh, the only thing that really does scare me in this matchup is the A's bullpen uh, because they are no bueno. Um, so uh, that is why my play in this matchup with the Yankees and the A's tonight was the Oakland A's in the first five. And you could have gotten that at plus money. Not sure what it is right now. But again, uh, and actually, you know what I'll do? I'll look it up because it's right here in front of me. I just have to refresh my page. 800-919-3776. So right now, um, they are actually not. Oh, yeah, they are. There they are. So right now, the A's on the money line are plus plus 135. It just dropped from 140 to 135. So I guess that means something positive. Do you guys have the Yankees game up in the studio in your dark, dim, lit, of course we sexy, do. romantic studio? Well, let's, uh, what's going on now? What did you want to ask? Do you want to find out the... <laughs> The scenarios? I'm asking you. I'm asking you if I'm asking you if you have the Yankees game up Are in, you sure? in your studio. Okay. I'm uh, asking you. Do you have it up? We I do. don't know. I'm asking you. We do. You use other magic words. You do. But yeah, we do have uh, the game on the on the screen. Did something positive happen right now for the A's? Absolutely not. Nothing's happened. Okay. Well, I I don't quite understand. Uh, so where it is right now, the A's, uh, you can get them. Uh, on the money line at uh, at plus one forty, uh, and I and I would do that. As we know, the Yankees lost to the A's last night, two to one, um, a last place team in Major League Baseball. As we know, the A's are twenty one and sixty. Do we sh- dare we say the word tank? Uh, a team that is moving from Oakland to Las Vegas. That's going to be really exciting for them. Um, Donaldson hit a, hit a home run, but uh, prior to us coming on. The show, uh, Joe, who's a huge Yankees fan, says he wants Donaldson out. Uh, as we, and I'm sure a lot of Yankees fans do as well. The Rays right now, looking at the standings in the American League East, the Rays right now 54 and 28. What does that mean? The Yankees are nine and a half games back to the Rays, uh, and they are five and a half games back to the Orioles in the wild card. Can they turn it around? Well, um, I'm sure Yankee fans are not very optimistic about that, considering that they lost the A's yesterday. Uh, But time will tell. Again, it is uh, top of the third. And and right now, again, score is still 0-0. Throughout the next two hours, we will keep you posted on this game and what's going on with uh, the Yankees and the Athletics. As for the Mets, the final is... 5-2, 5-2, unfortunately. And, um, and here's, here's where it, granted, uh, the Mets were down 3-2 when this bogus call came through. Were you guys watching the Mets-Brewers game yeah, as well? Yeah, of course. We got everything in this dimly okay. lit room with um, all the happenings here. With the, the, the candles and the, well, you I guys are that. setting the mood. That's no. for sure. No. That's for, <laughs> that's for sure. Um. But um, I'm trying to who who was the uh, who was the uh, the brewer that was hit by the pitch and the bad call and the is it was it Weimer right yeah was it was it, Weimer mm-hmm. right so so Weimer was so the uh, the Brewers were up three two and um, and Weimer was hit by the pitch in his hand it was called a no swing but it was. 
obvious. It was evidently, it was obvious a swing. Um, so now you've got bases loaded and Yelich comes up and he, he scores two RBIs. So now the Brewers go up 5-2. Uh, Buck Showalter gets his panties in a bunch. He finally goes out there and he's arguing the call prior to Yelich coming out and hitting in the two RBIs, which was kind of, okay, he wanted to get thrown out of the game anyway. Uh, but So I'm sure Mets fans, and, and I'm not sitting here telling you that, oh, the Mets would have won if that call would have gone their way. No, it, 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 it did not have a good feel, was not looking positive for the Mets. But obviously after that call um, and Yelich with the two RBIs, sending the Mets uh, you know, in, in, down by three runs, I'm sure it was extremely frustrating. So where does that stand right now? So now the Mets are 36-44. and 44. Steve Cohen spoke to the media today, and, and we've got a number of those cuts that I want to share with folks uh, when we come back. The schedule remaining for the Mets, it is not an easy one as we get closer to the All-Star break. They're going up against the, the San Francisco Giants, coming your way, then the Arizona Diamondbacks, and then the Padres. So pretty much uh, the next three series for the Mets before the All-Star break are against very good teams in the National League West. Okay, you want to argue, well, the Padres aren't what we, at least I, a number of us anticipated them to be heading into this year's season. But nonetheless, uh, this is going to be tough sledding for the Mets as we get closer to the all-star break. And of course, as we get inch our way closer to the trade deadline, which uh, Mets owner Steve Cohen had some very interesting things to say about this team. So as we know, the Mets have lost eight of their last 11, 17 of their last 23 following this loss to the Brewers. Let's open up the phone lines. Let's discuss 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you. Uh, this evening for the next two hours, we do have Bobby Marks, uh, former NBA front office um, general manager, guru uh, with, the, with, the, with the Nets, and of course now uh, part of our broadcast team with ESPN. So um, in about 15 minutes, we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk some NBA because we're going to be getting closer, of course, uh, to free agency in the NBA the summer, nothing like it when it comes to the NBA and free agency. It's, uh, it's a wild carpet ride, that's for sure. So I thought it'd be great to get Bobby Marks on uh, to do a deep dive into the, the Knicks and the Nets and what we can expect. Also, good friend of mine, Jimmy Hanlon, he has his own golf show uh, on ESPN airwaves across the country. He's going to be joining us at 11 o'clock. We've got the Rocket Mortgage that's kicking off, or teeing off, I should say, tomorrow. And, uh, and, and a lot to dive into. Jets being forced uh, to participate in hard knocks. We heard Adam Schefter prior to us uh, coming on board here at 10 o'clock. A number of NFL players expected to get season-long suspensions, whether it's tomorrow or Friday for gambling. Definitely want to dive into that. So um, a, a lot, a lot to, to, to dive into, that's for sure, in the next uh, hour and 45 minutes. Again, Anita Marks in playing a little musical chairs tonight. Uh, you had Gordon and Harvey and, and um, uh, Larry Hardesty who filled in for Dan Grassa. So, uh, so I'm rounding out the evening right here on 98.7 ESPN. 
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Anita Marks. It's been incredibly frustrating. Listen, I, I watch every game. I see what's going on. If you ask me, you know, would I have expected us to be in this position at the beginning of the season? The answer is no. But here we are, and, you know, hopefully we can right the ship. I mean, listen, we have quality players. For some reason or another, they're not yelling. When we pitch well, we don't hit. When we hit, we don't pitch well. It's kind of weird. I mean, it's actually very strange to me. And I don't know if the players are anxious. I don't know if they're pressing. I mean, I assume that there's a, that's a little bit of that. We see a lot of mental errors that what I call enforced errors. I, you know, obviously we can clean that up. We've lost games because of it. And you know, there's nobody to blame. And it's really across the whole team. You know, I, I commend uh, Steve Cohen for being just blatantly honest, right? Uh, I mean, you know, um, it, it is what it is. And he's not making any excuses. Uh, and, and out and saying like it it's it's baffling to him like I, I think it's baffling to I'm sure a lot of a lot of Mets fans out there so where does this team stand right now if you're just tuning in unfortunately uh, the Mets lose to the Brewers tonight five to some calls that did not go their way that's for sure so now they've lost eight of their last 11 games 17 of 23 23 and now they they're 17 games behind uh, the Atlanta Braves and that's um, it's just unacceptable there are also nine games out of the wild card uh, their ERA sits at a 458 25th of the 30 teams in Major League Baseball meanwhile uh, you've got a 360 million dollar uh, roster where Max Scherzer and Verlander are, uh, are, are profiting 86 million combined out of the 360 and oh, by the way, both of them have a no trade clause. Uh, Lindor is batting 223. Alonzo has just been god awful in June. Broke a bat tonight in the game. So, uh, so more more from Steve Cohen um, because if this continues, uh, you know what exactly is this Mets team, this Mets franchise, going to do as we get closer to the trade deadline? Uh, this is what Steve had to say. I'm preparing my management team for all possibilities. You know, if we don't get better, you know, we have decisions to make at the trade deadline. That's not my preferred end result, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing all contingencies. And uh, we'll see where it goes. It's on the players, right? I mean, they're veterans. They've been there before. You know, I think they're, these are you know, players that have done it. And we'll see if they can get their act together and, and string together some win. I can't pitch and I can't hit. Okay, so that's the way it goes. And, um, you know, we're, we're hoping for the best. So, again, uh, some interesting things from, from Steve Cohen. Pretty much at the end of the day, if, if you listen to the entirety um, of the press conference, pretty much if, uh, if this team doesn't turn around and turn around quickly, uh, could be a fire sale, a sell-off at the deadline where the Mets with a $360 million roster – uh, would be sellers as opposed to buyers. And, and like I said earlier, their schedule, uh, the next three series where they have not won a series, what did you say, Harvey? The Mets have not won a series in their last, how many? In their last eight attempts, they have not won a series. And this one, they can only do a split. So so, um, so there's that. <laughs> um, but with that being said, uh, up a bit, uh, up against the San Francisco Giants 
um, at Arizona and at San Diego. Those are their next three series coming up. Let's go to Josh in East Brunswick. Josh, welcome in. Good evening. Hey, Anita. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. So as a Met fan, I mean, I feel like I've been duped. I just don't know if it was last year and everyone played over their head or it's this year and everyone is just not playing up to their potential. But I do feel more confident after hearing from Steve Cohen, specifically, and I'm paraphrasing, he said, if this team stinks this year, I'm not going to go into next year with the same team a year older. That makes me feel good. I also felt good about the fact that he said he'd be willing to pay down money on contracts to get prospects. That says to me Verlander Scherzer, that's not off the table to get out from underneath them. And also, he made it pretty clear that there's going to be a head of baseball ops. So whether it's David Stearns or Theo Epstein, like I'm, I'm not happy about this year at all, but that made me feel a lot better that there's not going to be complacency, oh, this was a mulligan, let's run it back next year with the same team and see if, if, to see if things change. So I, I'm feeling more confident, at least about well, the future. Well, Josh, let me ask you this. Don't go anywhere. I'm I'm curious because my biggest concern coming into this season with the Mets was the age of Max Scherzer and Verlander. I I didn't, I wasn't uber confident that those two guys were, were, you know, a lock to perform in, in the way that we've seen them perform before. Right. Like, like I just, like I was, I was hopeful. I was, I was optimistic, but I was, but there was a part of me that was like, Oh man, I don't like to, 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 to invest and to rely on two older veterans to really stay healthy and be your, your ACE one and your ACE two to me was too risky as a Mets fan coming in any red flags there for you in that regard. I mean, yeah, I was definitely worried. I definitely said I'd rather give Verlander the money over DeGrom. Um, I guess the thing that I had a little bit of confidence in is both of these guys had, if not their best years, close to the best years of their Hall of Fame careers last year. And they're guys who very clearly know their bodies and know not how to throw but how to pitch. So I was worried, but I felt more confident that I was going to get 40, 50 starts out of Verlander Scherzer of winning at a two-thirds clip than giving the money to anybody else. So, listen, it blew up. There's that on my face, but I wasn't, I wasn't sounding the alarms when they did it. I, I still felt pretty good these guys are going to be able to pitch. They've fallen off the cliff. I guess that's a risky take. Yeah. Josh, thanks for the phone call. Really do appreciate it. 800-919-3776. Guys, before we take a break, and again, we're going to switch gears here. Bobby Marks, a former NBA executive, now NBA analyst for us here at ESPN, is going to join us because uh, we are just, um, you know, two days away from really uh, the NBA free agency um, uh, madness kicking off. So I thought it'd be great to get him on the show tonight. But guys, if you can play that clip, where uh, Steve Cohen, I, I'm curious because I, ha- and by the way, I'm hearing all this for the first time. Uh, play the clip. What does Steve Cohen, the owner, tell Steve Cohen, the fan? I- I'm curious. Let's listen in. Sorry about it. We're work- working hard. You know, I, I understand the disappointment and uh, frustration. Um, you know, that's the beauty. We have passionate fans. You're right. I mean, this, they, they live this, okay? I mean, listen, I'm living this, okay? I mean, I'm, I watch every game. Uh, you know, the finishes of the games this year were pretty pretty wild. Um, but 
you know, that, that's what's happened. It doesn't mean it's going to you know, continue in the future. Pretty good talent, you know, but it's on them. You know, they're not performing up to the level that, that they themselves would have expected. You know, for a multitude of reasons, you know, individual issues. Um, but, you know, they wanted more, they wanted as much as anybody else. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just going to have to get their act together. They're going to have to act like a team. They're going to have to act, support each other, right? It's just a, this is not an easy task. It's going to re require real commitment. You know, it's interesting. Um, you know, I, I want to say Daryl Strawberry on Monday, not sure if you guys read that, that, that article. On Monday, Daryl Strawberry was playing in some golf tournament, I want to believe. And he was asked, like, you know, what's wrong with the Mets? And, and is, is this repairable? Could this be fixed? And he alluded to, um, you know, this is a team of players that just you can't give up. You know, you've got to, you know, you're now 17 games behind Atlanta. You can't pay attention to what Atlanta's doing. New York is a really, really hard uh, city to play in. you got to shut out the noise. you got to believe in one another. You need to have really, really good team chemistry, um, and you need to stop. Stop. You need to continue to fight. You know, you can't stop fighting. So, I, I just based on just the few comments we've heard from Steve Cohen and and that article and in, in what Daryl Strawberry had communicated uh, to, and, and I forget the outlet um, who he spoke with. I just, I, I wonder, is, is there an issue inside that clubhouse right now? Is there a lack of chemistry right now in that Mets clubhouse? Uh, that's, that's what I wonder now. So, um, just curious. By the way, the Yankees are up. Guess who hit a home run, gentlemen? Who? <laughs> you guys are watching Stanton. You silly men. Dun, 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 dun. Where's the, where's the music? No music? Well, well, we what, song music? Was, what song was that that you were just doing right now? You, you were <laughs> isn't there like, isn't there like, isn't there like music to be played after those? We just played it. Let's play bells? it. Let's play it. Let's play it because it's such a rarity. No, but there. I'm saying, isn't there music supposed to be played? That was the music. Let's do it again. No, no, no. Like, 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 like a, okay, go ahead. Uh, guess who hit a home run, guys? Stanton. That's dun, good dun, stuff. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, I guess maybe that, we're, maybe you, we're thinking about maybe we're thinking about two different cuts. I think we should email the. I think Yankees. there's supposed to be like music, like a tune, like a tune is supposed to play after that. Those are the bells or the organ or whatever that is, and then there's supposed to be like music that's supposed to be played after. I think the analytics took that away from us. I'm not sure. Oh, all right, all right. Well, uh, Yankee fans. Um, top of the fourth and Yankees are up one zero against the Oakland athletics. This is the way it's supposed to be. Herman with a no, no into the third. Dare I mention it? I just did. Uh, JP Sears, obviously the, <laughs> the pitcher who gave up the home run to Stanton. Is that Stanton's first home run of the season? I'm kidding. I know it's not might be the second. Anyway, all right, uh, quick break. We come back. Bobby Marks is going to join us. We'll, we'll switch gears. Let's talk some NBA, getting you ready for the uh, wild ca carpet magic ride 
of the NBA free agency this summer. That next here on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Anita Marks. Nice to be here and nice to have Bobby Marks be so kind to join us this late. Bobby, you're, you're, you're awesome, dude. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Just walk into my car in Bristol, Connecticut. Ooh, Burr. Can I, can we just, like, I guess we're not, like, we didn't have a winter. I guess we're not going to have a summer either, right? Like, I went to the dog park. I went to the dog park today after Daily Wager. I I went out, I was, I had a sweatshirt on because it was chilly. It's, it's it's almost 4th of July. What's going on here? I don't know, but I feel bad because I can get, I get to go back to Florida eventually. And I feel bad that, you know, here it's like four months you want to enjoy and it's like 70 and chilly. (laughs) It's it's unbelievable. I guess we're not going to have a, a, a summer this year. But nonetheless, I know we only have you for a short period of time. Let's dive right into it. Uh, I call it the uh, wild magic carpet ride uh, that takes place every summer in regards to the NBA free agency. And so kind of explain, first things first, explain how this all operates. Um, you know, Friday, 6 p.m., uh, teams can make calls you know, July 1st, like explain the timeline, please. Yeah. I mean, six o'clock, the, um, starts the moratorium and you're allowed to, you know, start negotiating with free agents. Um, you know, you can't, uh, sign a player officially until July 6th at noon, but you have a, uh, you know, a, a week window to, Go about your business. Most, you know, a lot of stuff comes off the board pretty early. Um, you can certainly sign players to offer sheets. They're restricted free agents, and um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a lot of action uh, early. Uh, we'll see. You know, certainly some of the, the bigger names with you know Kyrie Irving and James Harden and Brooke Lopez and Fred VanVleet, and we'll see what happens eventually in Portland with Damian Lillard. So, um, a lot of different storylines there. A lot of different storylines. Uh, so that's the timeline. Friday, 6 o'clock, it, uh, it becomes really, really crazy. And then, of course, the week that follows. Um, explain, before we dive into players, and, and obviously I, I, I want to get your thoughts on the, on the Knicks and the Nets, uh, explain the luxury tax in, in, in yeah. the first apron. A lot of us, it's the first time we're hearing this quote-unquote first apron, second apron. <laughs> I think it's 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 quite confusing. I, I know if it's confusing to me, I would imagine that it's quite yeah. confusing to a number of our listeners. Well, the good thing is a lot of the rules, the strict rules, are going to come into place next offseason in 2024. So basically, you know, we've always had a luxury tax, and that basically penalized teams for how much they spend and, you know, um, you know, how much, you know, whether it be Golden State or the Clippers. And, you know, for those teams, it was, you know, hey, you have a smaller exception to go out and sign a player. You have a smaller exception to go out and try to acquire a player and trade. And the, and the first apron really has always been in place here. Um, what's happened now is we've added the second apron. And, and it, it, you know, it's, it's $17 million above the luxury tax. And it really penalizes teams like Golden State and the Clippers here where you don't have that $5 million exception or the five, you know, the, tri- the tax middle level to go out and sign Dante DiVincenzo or Bruce Brown in Denver. And um, you, uh, you know, it, it just limits you as far as what you can add. It's, you know, if you have a lot of high roll, high paid players, you know, and you have your draft picks then you can build through the draft here, but um, you know, more of the, as I said, more of the punitive rules will come into place. Um, 
you know, next off season to basically triples of what we have now. But the big thing is that, you know, teams that, as I said, Golden State and the Clippers and we'll see who else, they don't have that smaller exception. They can't take back players, um, you know, within 125%. That goes down to 110% here. Certainly players who are bought out of their contracts, um, you're impacted there. But the rules were put in place to try to level the playing field. I think you saw that with the John Collins trade. You know, John Collins goes from Atlanta to Utah. Atlanta was nearing that second apron, as we call it, and they look to move money because they've got some players they want to sign for next year. Yeah, so, uh, it, and, and and why, you know, it just it seems to me like, you know, the NBA is, uh, is, is thriving, right? Like, um, why, why do you feel that this quote-unquote second apron um, was implemented here? Well, I mean, I, I, I've used kind of two different analogies here is that, you know, there's there's 30 kids at recess and three weren't playing nice, <laughs> right? So they, you know, those three are basically, whether it be the Clippers or the Warriors or whether whether it's Brooklyn, you know, it's basically like they, they got put in timeout until they can't kind of level the playing field here. And and the other analogy is that, like, it's like going out to dinner. You know, you can order, you still can order steak, but you can't get the lobster and two appetizers and two desserts. you you got to kind of you know, level everything out here. We'll see how it goes, you know, as far as is free agency impacted, right? As far as, you know, teams, are teams going to rent their cap space um, and take back salary in a trade and bypass going out and signing a player in free agency? I think you saw that with Utah with that trade I just mentioned here. Um, it's interesting teams have to spend 90% of the salary cap by the first day of the regular season. That's new. So if you're Houston and you're going into, into free agency at, with $65 million in cap space, you've got to go out and spend $50 million of it, um, which, is a, which is a new rule here. Uh, again, Bobby Marks joining us here on 98.70 ESPN. Some of the big name free agents uh, potentially uh, that uh, we're going to hear uh, in, in the next coming uh, 48 hours and such, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Van Fleet, um, D'Angelo Russell, Reeves, Middleton, just to name a few. Uh, let, let's start with the Knicks and where they sit right now. Uh, I know Josh Hart is on the front burner, right? Like, uh, don't want to let him go, especially how important he was down the stretch, um, especially in the playoffs. Uh, what, what, what can Knicks fans expect in regard to Josh Hart? Yeah, I you know he's got he still they extended that de- deadline for his player option and he has until tomorrow at five o'clock to opt in to twelve point nine or become a unrestricted free agent. I, I would expect it, it'll be interesting because what happens with him determines if you can use your twelve point four million dollar um, you know non taxman level exception. Certainly, we've heard the name Dante DiVincenzo a lot, right? So, but if Hart declines that option and is looking for a seventeen and eight or eighteen million dollar pay payday then new york is going to have to either move some money or they're not going to have that big exception so i think what josh does by tomorrow and certainly you can opt in and then extend off that um which it certainly could be an option that gives him more money in years down the road here and um but his his decision really plays a big role as far as what new york has as far as resources well he just had twin boys so you know that's a lot of diapers bobby (laughs) Josh Hart will be fine, one way or another. <laughs> um, what what other what other moves 
can Knicks fans expect uh, in, in the next coming days? Um, you know, I, I know I want to say last time I had you on, I was, you know, there, there was some talk and speculation that possibly, you know, a Giannis or an Embiid could find their way to New York. Has, has that ship sailed? Yeah, I don't know. I think we're just kind of in a holding pattern with some of these big names. I think, you know, New York declined the option of Derrick Rose. Really, they're only free agents. You know, so it's not like they've got four or five roster spots out there to fill. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's almost status quo for them when it, whether it comes to free agent, maybe a little bargain shopping here. But I think you're wait, you're still waiting for that big name. You know, whether it be you know uh, Joel Embiid a year from now, or Giannis a year from now, or Luca two years from now. Um, I know Knicks fans are like, wait a minute, we got to wait a year for one of these guys to become available. But that's this or Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe something happens there. But we are still kind of in that, you know, Damian Lillard certainly we, we don't know about here. You're still in that, you still are in a holding pattern. But as I as we've learned, like anything can happen. Like you know, we I didn't think Kevin Durant yes last year at three o'clock in the afternoon was going to have to be traded, right? Like so things change so quickly in this league. And I think if you're in New York, you're ready. I mean, if you, if something presents itself, you're ready to do something if if it, if it you know if it makes sense. Because they've they've got a, a, a number of guys that I want to I want to imagine um, have showed a little something right uh, in the last two years, and they've got a ton of draft capital. So yeah, so so they're they're in a situation that um, you know that they can wheel and deal, right? I, I guess that's the positive for Knicks fans. Yeah, I mean it is. I mean it's it's you know you haven't you haven't like maxed out the potential of this roster. Right, I know you win forty-seven games, you lose in the second round. It's not like you're you, you're capped out. There's still there's still some upside, whether it be what you currently have or what you can go out and get. And you've got the flexibility to you know to go out and, and do that, or you've got or you could you know status quo. And you know it's it's funny, you know every we go through free agency every year, and it feels like everybody you know people want you know they want it all, right? Like it's like going to the buffet. I'm using a lot of food analogies tonight, but it's like going to the buffet line. You want to eat all everything at once. And sometimes just patience and slow down. I'm telling you, I've seen it a lot of times where things open up, whether it be from a trade perspective. And as I said, like New York has, you know, they've got the contracts, they've got the draft assets, they've got flexibility that when maybe Carl Anthony Towns a year from now becomes available, maybe in a couple months he becomes available, that they, they have everything out there to, to go out and get a deal done. I think you're hungry, Bobby. So, uh, so one more question and, and, and we'll let you get to it. Um, but, um, but let's, let's talk about the nets who already have played. I, I, I read this uh, preparing to have you on tonight, $323 million in tax penalties already. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess the big question mark for them is, is, is coming into the next, you know, 24 to 48 hours is, is Cam Johnson, who's a restricted free agent. Uh, you know, obviously they've got wings galore. Um, what, um, what can, what can Nets fans expect, uh, from this organization in the next week? Yeah, I think Cam is a priority. You know, he's a restricted free agent. You have the right to match. I think you have to be careful letting him go into the marketplace because, you could get one of those offer sheets that might not be very appealing. So I think you've got to be aggressive and um, with, with Cam. 
I would expect him back unless the number is outrageous. And as you mentioned, there's a glut of wings on this roster. A lot on an expiring contract, whether it be Joe Harris or Royce O'Neal, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith's got a few years left here. Um, some, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie's on an expiring contract. Patty Mills, you've got some big, um, you've got some big numbers here. And how does it? The one thing you don't want to be, you don't want to be in a luxury tax, you know, especially for a team that's you know fighting to get into the playoffs here. Um, but how do you retain Cam Johnson as a number? Um, so there is a there's a balancing act as far as from a financial end. Um, the thing is, you grouped a lot of draft picks from the Phoenix trade and with the Dallas a pretty good spot, but the numbers add up. You know, you bring Cam uh, Cam Johnson back at twenty twenty two million dollars, and somebody somebody's going to have to go, or you're just comfortable paying the luxury tax. Uh, last one for you. Uh, what what happens with Ben Simmons? Does he just I don't know, right off into the sunset with a ton of money? What what? what? Yeah, you're probably not. We're not. Yeah, I know you you you. He's got two years left on his contract. Got a big number. You know, what is seventy eight million dollars he's owed? Um, you're still in the waiting game. You know, we'll see if he plays for Team Australia in the World Cup this um this in summer here. Hopefully you get a, you know, I always I said, like, you know, team needs, play, you want a playable version of Ben Simmons. You know, if you anything is gravy right now just because he hasn't been able to, to to help you out since you've acquired him in the trade, I don't think you'll probably ever get the Philadelphia Ben Simmons, who's an all-defensive player here. But, you know, you're, you're not going to walk away from, you know, $37, $38 million for him. So, you, as, you know, as we saw last offseason, you're still kind of in a little bit of that waiting game. Um, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. Um, it always is, um, in the summer when it comes to NBA free agency, Bobby, thank you so much for spending some time with us this evening. I do appreciate it. I I know that, um, uh, you're a wanted man up there in Bristol, Connecticut. So we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Anita. Good talking with you. You got it. Bobby Marks joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, again, Friday, 6 PM. That's when, uh, that's when it all starts. And um, and as he said, uh, July. So so starting Friday at six o'clock all the way through July 6th, that's when the players can can finally uh, initially sign. Um, it's uh, it's it's going to be an interesting one. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Knicks fans, what would you like to see the Knicks do as well as Nets fans? Uh, this is your time to chime in right here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Anita Marks. Is this is this the music you play on late Wednesday nights? Oh yeah. Is this your is this your is this your Wednesday night jam? This is my everyday jam. Is this your? <laughs> um, all right, let's get you up to speed, Yankee fans, uh, because Harvey says I I need to uh, issue an apology here because I had the uh, the A's. Uh, in the in the first five, and uh, right now the Yankees are up 4-0 against the Oakland A's. Uh, unfortunately, I tried to multitask uh, and follow what was going on while I was talking to Bobby Marks, uh, but it was kind of difficult. Gentlemen, I know you've got the game up in the studio, so why don't you let our listeners know, uh, how did the Yankees put up three more runs? Well, Kyle Higashioka, when getting his usual... I'm not going to say Wednesday game, but usual game during the week. He doubled in a run. This will make Don happy. Anthony Volpe bunted in a run. A run scored. Isaiah mm. Kyle Kalefa, or I'm sorry. Uh, 
Higashioka scored on a throwing error by J.P. Sears, and then D.J. LeMahieu gets things going for himself for a single, and Volpe comes around to score. Four nothing Yankees. There we go. The base is loaded, threatening for more. J.P. Sears just got pulled that? with the bases loaded too, so he's done after four innings, and John Carlos Stanton is up to bat with the bases loaded. Ooh, and Joe, didn't you say Stanton is like, um, you know, once he hits one home run, they, they, it, it comes in in numbers. That's usually how Stanton goes. I mean, this last stretch is probably as ice cold as he's been in a Yankee uniform. But when he hits a home run, he hits him in a multitude. So if you want to have so a now good, he, here uh, he is. He's got he's got the bases loaded. He could be hunting a fastball, trying to do some damage with a new pitcher coming to trying to escape it. So if you want to, you know, on daily wager, if you want a best bet for the next couple of days, I would put in a Stanton home run prop. Stan- Stanton home runs? <laughs> Why not? Okay. All right. I don't know if I don't know if I'll throw that out on daily wager, but I, you know, I'll maybe I'll I'll throw some coin on that based on your advice. Why not? Um, JP Sears, uh, just four innings, gave up five hits, four runs, only five strikeouts. Uh, meanwhile, I'm going to say it guys, um, Herman sitting with a no, no right now in the fourth five strikeouts as well. So, um, wow. Uh, so Stanton is batting. Herman is pitching, Uh, not the norm. Not, to, not what we're used to seeing with this Yankees squad, right? But um, but good nonetheless, great nonetheless. So again, top of the fifth, no outs, bases loaded, Yankees up 4-0 on the athletics, and Stanton is at the plate. So we'll keep you posted there. Unfortunately, the Mets, as we said earlier, lost to the Brewers tonight 5-4. Um, the Reds and the Orioles are in the middle of a good one. Uh, They've gone extra innings. They're in the 10th inning right now, bottom of the 10th. Reds are up 11-7. to This was my best bet on Daily Wager tonight, and that was over nine and a half runs. Uh, They had 10 total runs after the first two innings. So now, again, Reds up 11-7, bottom of the 10th. We'll see if the Orioles can do some damage. Uh, Marlins taking care of the Red Sox right now, 6-1. Astros over the Cardinals, um, 10. That game must have just ended because there we go, 10-7. Rangers took care of the the, the Tigers earlier tonight, 10-2. That was another play on Daily Wager that I had. So um, so there's that, Harvey. Thanks a lot. So I'm 2-1 on the night. Uh, Blue Jays beating the, uh, the Giants, 6-1. Pirates over the Padres, 7-1. Nationals taking care of the Mariners, 4-1. Braves beating the Twins, 3-0. Diamondbacks up on the Rays, 2-0. Top of the 7th. White Sox up on the Angels, 9-2. Top of the 5th. Rockies giving it to the Dodgers, 9-6. Middle of the 7th. Guardians destroying the Royals, 14-1. And uh, that game just ended. Uh, the Phillies up on the Cubs, 8-4, bottom of the ninth. So a lot of these games are just ending right now. As the Yankees now are up 6-0. Guys, what happened? Stanton, a not a home run, but a two-run single. Two-run single for Stanton. So now the Yankees are up 6-0. Uh, no outs. And um, top of the fifth. So Yankees keep on rolling. This, this, is, this is the game. 
that you would expect from the Yankees against the Oakland A's. Okay? This is the game that you would expect. Uh, when we get back, we'll kick off hour number two. Jimmy Hanlon is going to join me. We've got the uh, Rocket Mortgage uh, Invitational, I want to say, uh, that's taking place in Detroit. Uh, so he's going to join me to, uh, to preview that with you right here on 98.7 ESPN.